episode where we specifically dedicate an entire episode to fantasy basketball. Um, Noah and I are in two leagues together, both uh, separate groups of friends. We've got one points leagues, one category league, so we're pretty diverse in what we're doing, and we're ready to bring you guys the lowdown. Noah, are you pumped to be here? Let's get it. Let's get it, baby. Uh, all right, I think we got to start. You can you can brag on me a little bit. Uh, we had a matchup in the points league, did we not? We did. Didn't go too smooth for you. Yeah, you know what? It happens. It happens. Three days, four days of basketball. I, you know, I'm not going to judge a season by it by any means. It's the points league, too. So. Uh... Oh, yeah. Let's degrade the points league. <laughs> Uh, we we want to put it out there for for the listeners out there. We have no bias towards point league or category league. I understand there's there's some sort of a uh, superior feeling to those those in categories league that and they like to talk down on points leagues. I, I think that's a little bit of bullshit, but I, I do understand the the difference in strategy between the two and that points leagues definitely take a little bit less movement throughout the season and definitely in the draft process. Um, but we'll leave it at that. Um, There's something no, very you... satisfying about a big stat line in a points league. When you see a guy just dropped like 70 fantasy points, something very satisfying about, about you... that. <laughs> You're talking about Kyrie specifically? Maybe. 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 All right, for our listeners at home, I will say I, I took a risk and, and took Jaron Jackson and Kemba on my bench, so I, I kind of knew that both those guys were going to miss early games and that I might pick up some L's towards the beginning of the season, but hopefully, because I was able to get those guys with value, that they'll start to, to roll and I'll finish the season strong. But you know, do we want to give them a, a little, little bit of a lowdown, a, a synopsis of, of what happened, why you were able to beat me by almost 200 points? Uh, well, I remember one of the nights you played Isaac Okoro, and he got you, I think he finished with, like, negative <laughs> point three points. Well, he, he played that first game, and he did really well. He came in and put solid minutes up. I, I think he put up, like, 14 and, like, 5, maybe, or something. I was like, hell yeah. Like, all right, Isaac, let's see it, baby. And then, yeah, he went, like, over 14 from the floor. So, he was something stupid. I forget what it was, but, like, didn't have a single point going into the fourth quarter, and... And yeah, that was that was a wasted skim. So And tonight I, De'Aaron, I, De'Aaron Fox scored you two point one fantasy points tonight. Yeah, well he had forty the other day, so average of twenty one. We uh we don't take that. We don't take that. We're 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 pretty bummed out about that. Aiton had a decent night though, and I, I was excited about that because I, I was pretty low on Aiton coming in. I was I was bummed. Kobe White also had a phenomenal night. He rained from deep, dude. Kobe looks good. Kobe looks good. Um, <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> inconsistent. Inconsistent, but he looked good. Levine Speaking of good. the Bulls, you know, the Bulls played my Pacers this weekend. It did happen, too. You just, you really. Good weekend for my basketball. You took you took that schlong of yours out and out of your pants and just <laughs> right on my head. Didn't feel too great. Were you listening uh, to the Bulls announcers? Yeah, yeah. They you, were you just. Can explain. They were just sucking off the Pacers, dude. I was, I was like, have some pride in yourselves. I was like, talk about the Bulls a little. 
<laughs> no, and uh, I will give a shout out. One of the the Bulls announcers, Jason Benetti, who's also the White Sox announcer. He he just comes in and does a couple Bulls games a year, but he's awesome. Big White Sox fan here, Jason Benetti. If you're listening, phenomenal announcer. Love what you do. Um, alrighty, let's move into the schedule for this week. So, no one, I think that you know, just to give you guys some value. We're going to go through the schedule of who has the most games, who's got the least games, and then some matchups we really like because, obviously, you're picking up waiver guys for this week. You want to get the most out of them. So I'm just going to go down the list of teams that are playing four games this week. Uh, For this week specifically, there's going to be – you're only playing four or three games. Obviously, with COVID this year, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with teams missing games and rescheduling. Down the line, we could see teams playing five a week. We could see teams playing two a week. Uh, We might not know what the cancellations and reschedules look like quite in advance, so we're going to try to stay up to date on that. But with that out of the way, here are the teams with four games this week. They're going to make the waiver pickups just a little bit sweeter. So we've got the Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets, the Bulls, Nuggets, Pistons, Clippers, Lakers, the Grizz, Thunder, Suns, Blazers, Jazz, and Wizards all have four games. Um, I'm going to let Noah get a little bit more into the nitty-gritty of which matchups he liked, but I will say the Bulls have been letting up at least 124 every single game, and the Wizards have a back-to-back with them in the middle of this week. I like Wizards waiver pickups. Noah, what do you got? Yeah, so for the teams that have, I think have favorable schedules this week, um, I like the Nets. They play Memphis, Atlanta back to back, and then Washington. Uh, if you don't have Nets, like if that. Nets play, if Nets players are available in your league, you should probably pick them up because Nets players are just playing insane right now. They're putting up a bunch of points. Seriously, you can get really open shots with role players on that team playing with Kyrie, Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Um, another team I like is the Lakers. They have Portland, the then the Kings back to back, and then Memphis. Uh, I think those are pretty valuable matchups for them. They could probably eat on the they go four and zero on the Kings or three and zero on the Kings and Memphis probably. How has the Kings defense looked so far this year? At least from what you've seen in the limited capacity that we've seen them. It's looked fine, but they uh, they're really lacking on like a backup uh, wing to back up Harrison Barnes. Because if you think about it, like that's the only position they're really lacking at in depth somewhat. Like Their front court's kind of full and their back court's kind of full, but they have no yeah. one to back up Harrison Barnes. So like bench units just come in and kind of ball on them because they don't have any good defensive forwards. Yeah, so with without getting too much into what we're going to do later in the episode, guys off the top of your head on the Lakers that you like for pickups that you think might be available in these leagues? Uh, I mean, KCP is probably available in your league. He's okay. Some night he'll get you rebounds, and he'll get you probably a steal or two. But his points yeah. is always a big question, so I don't know if he's really worth it. Um, yeah. I mean, if Kyle Kuzma is available in your league, Cal Kuzma is kind of just like a flamethrower, so either he's going to rack you up a bunch of points one night or he'll end the night with like mm-hmm. three points and no yeah, other I, stats to help fill it up. I would expect Kuzma to be a little bit more valuable in a points league than a categories league. I don't know if Kuzma is specifically filling up the stat sheet, but he can be a walking bucket if 
if he so chooses, especially if the Lakers are playing four games and we see LeBron and AD get a little bit of rest, the offense could run through him a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the teams that have the bad schedules, yeah, I have the Bulls. They play Washington twice, Milwaukee and yeah. Dallas in a week. They could easily go 0-4 because they're not really playing defense right now. No, no defense to be had there. Um, I have the Grizzlies on there. They play Brooklyn, Boston, the Lakers, and Charlotte this week. That's a, that I mean, tough. from what we've seen from Charlotte so far, so far, they're not a walkover win. So, like, the Grizzlies have to show up and still play well. No, Hornets, Hornets picked up the dub tonight. I mean, they they straight up outplayed the Nets. That, that was an impressive win for me. I, I was able to, to catch most of the second half of that. I mean, they just, they were nitty-gritty. I mean... Rozier, I Rozier's another one. He was available in one of our leagues for for a hot sack, and I tried to claim him and couldn't. I think somebody else had the uh, had the the waiver wire um, positioning on me, but I I think he he's going to be very valuable in points leagues and even in categories leagues. I I think he deserves a roster spot probably. Yeah, Rooks picked him up in the categories league. Fucking rooks. I actually made uh, a move rooks. today. I was playing rooks in yeah. categories, and I basically and? needed. I was trying to win rebounds and steals because they were really close. So I dropped Hassan Whiteside because Hassan Whiteside's only been averaging like 18 minutes a game. Yeah. Which like, I honestly can't justify having someone. And I was feeling really bad about dropping Hassan to like maybe let someone else have him. But then I was like, yeah. at the end of the season, I'll have like waved and traded so many guys that like I can't let this like pressure me down at the in the first week of the season I was like I just need no, to exactly I picked up Batum and then the that Clippers got then the Clippers got like 50 balled by the Mavs oh that's right but Batum actually for, for fantasy value he had a decent day despite the Clippers getting absolutely bopped by the Mavs that was a little bit embarrassing yeah, yeah. we'll be talking about Batum later yeah, um, I mean four, six, and one out of Batum, eh, probably, probably better than what what Whiteside put up today. But yeah, not what you love to see. Uh, alrighty, I think let's let's get into it. Um, what Noah and I have have decided is that we're we're gonna break this episode down into four separate parts for how you should treat your fantasy team and what you can do at this point. So first, we're gonna, we're gonna take some time and talk about guys that you, we think deserve a roster spot for the entirety of the season. This isn't just like a waiver pickup because the matchup is nice or to fill an empty night. Um, these are guys that deserve a roster spot, shouldn't be in the ad drop, and will prove to be valuable enough to consistently be gaining you those points or find a niche in a categories league. Next, we're going to talk about like the waiver skim guys. So th- these are the guys you- you're picking up and dropping because of an advantageous matchup, because they play four times that week, whatever it is. You've got an injury that you just you, you need to fill short term. Uh, these are the guys that we think are, are really going to help you out this week specifically. Uh, and then lastly, the-, the next the next and last two are going to go hand in hand. It's trade four and who we think you should trade. Um, and I, I want to preface with it's super early in the season. I mean, we have teams that still have only played one game. So I, I'd be cautious on being too, you know, 
aggressive with trades at the moment, but definitely I, I think we've got some guys in the trade four column that deserve trade consideration heavily. Uh, and I think with that said, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start off with who we think you guys should add for the long term. No, I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, so one guy at the top of my list is Alec Burks. He, uh, he plays for okay. the Knicks. He's basically their sixth man off their bench right now. And through three games, he scored 18, 22, and 22 on pretty consistent shot attempts around like seven to eight field goals a game. And he, he'll get you like two or three assists, two or three rebounds, and he has a assist or a steal and a block in two out of three games. And there's rumors of him maybe getting a bigger role in New York, and he's soon going to be in the starting lineup. So if that happens, like oh, he wow. could be putting up really good numbers for just getting someone off the waiver wire. So if he's in your league available, I maybe wouldn't pick him up yet, but monitor him for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I just it, it's, it's a bit of a strategy and just kind of a, a housekeeping item. I always like to keep uh, the watch list for my leagues for just any guy I'm ever going to consider. Just so I, 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 we do ESPN leagues, Noah and I, um, just because it allows you to see who you've bookmarked at any given point, even if you're not picking them up. And ESPN's, their algorithm of who comes at the top, who comes at the bottom isn't always the best. Uh, I don't know always what their metrics are. Uh, I think it's, it's sometimes it's just total points, but that's not giving you the entire picture of who's hot, who's not. Um, so I think that's just a nice thing to keep doing throughout the season. Um, yeah. Yeah, I for advice. sure do that. I have like 20 guys mm -hmm. on my watch list right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've got like 12 in each league. Um, all right, my ad long is my, my first one on my list. Uh, a guy, in, according to ESPN Fantasy Leagues, is only owned in 16% of leagues, and it makes sense a little bit, is Derek White. Uh, the current backup point guard for the San Antonio Spurs. Now, Derek White has been on the Spurs roster for a couple years now. I think this is actually his fourth year on the Spurs. And he was a starting point guard two years ago and was demoted to the bench spot last year. But in doing so, actually improved his clips um, and, and was averaging about 12 points a game last year. So he, his clip last year was... 11 points, three boards, three assists. He was making about a three a game, but he was shooting 52%. So especially in categories leagues, this isn't a guy that's hurting you off the bench by, by chucking up a lot of garbage shots just to, to see what hits. He's pretty efficient with it. Um, and according to Pop, so, so he's injured right now, and there's not really a timetable for when he's supposed to come back, and that's kind of the big question mark. That's probably why... He's on the bench, or not the bench, the uh, the waivers in a lot of these leagues. Uh, but they haven't given a timetable. Pop just said he'll be back soon. So I'd give it a week or so. If there's no news, I'd probably pick him up because I think he, he's going to come up big this year. And I was looking at basketball reference, and they project that he's going to improve his clip <clears throat> to around 16, 5, and 5 this year. And especially in categories leagues, he's also projected to average a block and a steal, which is huge. I think Noah and I have, have both realized in, in just our first week of this category league 
how random blocks and steals are and just like how hard they are to come by from some guys. So if you can get a point guard who's getting you a block and a steal a game, I think that's going to be huge. On top of 16, 5, and 5, that's an all-around guy right there that I think you need to have on your team, especially if he's there. I think I agree with just about everything you said. Yeah, he'll, right now they're starting Keldon Johnson with DeMar, um, DeJounte, uh, Rudy Gay, and LaMarcus. And I think for sure when Derek White's healthy, they should take out Kelvin Johnson and Derek White's right back in the starting lineup. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I had him last year on uh, fantasy, and he he did me pretty well. Yeah, steals and blocks are super underrated. Exactly. Even in points leagues. <laughs> in categories leagues, they're obviously important, but steals and blocks are, are some of the highest scoring stats that you can have in the points league as well. So definitely don't undervalue those in the points league, but... Categories league, they're going to definitely prove to be worth it. Who else you got on this list, Noel? All right, so my next my next pick is kind of a – they're kind of a combo package. I'm um, looking at Lou Dort or Darius Basley. I really want one of these Slender guys on my teams, and I just need to see them play a couple more games before I decide who I want to pick up. So That's Lou fair. Dort played 35 minutes in their one game. Darius Basley played um, 33 they both scored 15 points. Darius Basley had 10 rebounds. Lou Dort That's had nice. five. And then they each had one assist, one steal, and one block. On Both got 12 shots. I so mean, I'm liking, I kind of like the Thunder team. And I mean, both of, all these guys have to do is hit open jumpers that Shea's going to get them. Seriously. And there's going to be rebounds because they're going to miss a bunch of shots. And I think one of these guys just has to establish themselves as the like, second-best player on the Thunder. So one of them will be putting up points. I think if I had to bet on who, I was gonna pick, who I'll pick up sooner, it'll probably be Darius Basley after I see him play a couple more games because he's just like has the four spot established on the Thunder. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. So I had actually picked I, – I had put Darius Basley on my list for waiver skims. Just because I wasn't sure what their role is exactly going to look like, and especially after only one game. Um, Basley, only in his second year. So I, I'm, I'll just go over what I have about him now in this segment. So he's actually, if you remember, he was the first guy that tried to come out of high school straight to the G League and kind of made big waves. He was, he was a high prospect. I think he was like 13th in his class or something like that. Uh, and so the G League, I, I forget why it didn't work out, but he ended up actually just like training on his own. And he was like an intern for New Balance. I, I don't know. What yeah, I remember that. But, but yeah, ended up going like 23rd to the Jazz in 2018. Uh, bounced around a little bit, but Thunder have him now. Yeah, I was going to say awesome. Like 15 and 10, he had the two blocks. Um, basketball reference projects him to be a 12 and 8 guy with. A block, a block a game this year, and on top of that, they think he's going to come out and hit 1.8 three-pointers a game. So, again, categories leagues, that's huge out of a power forward. To, to be able to get that extra two three-point shots a game, three-point makes a game, I, I think you're really going to get some value out of there. So, my pick there would be Basley. Fine, dude. I'll pick him up right now. Jeez. Fine. No, no, no. All right, should we talk about it then? Should we talk about the rule? Yeah. All righty. Let's talk about the rule. You, you, you can go over it. 
So when me and Colin are giving these picks, you know, we're getting we're giving you guys the juicy picks, the picks that kind of win you leagues. So when the Colin and I picks. when Colin and I mention people who we're thinking about picking up, the other person cannot pick up that person for at least a forty eight hour grace period after forty eight hours. Just so you know, so we don't just eventually hate keep, each other. Keep it cordial. Keep it cordial. And hey, but 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 if if somebody in either of our ch- in either of our leagues is listening to this and you start stealing our our research, our hard work, our our, our takes that we know are gonna win, just because you think it might help you beating us, you can go fuck yourself. And I mean, and we'll that. find you, Schultz. And we'll find you. Yeah, Schultz definitely. Oh God, you know, listeners at home, Schultz is like a, a diehard LeBron fan. Like no matter what team, he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy. So, so Schultz can go fuck himself. And and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Please, Zach, do it. All right. Who's your next guy? All right. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, my my next guy is actually a guy that you have on one of your teams. Uh, according to ESPN, only thirty three percent of fantasy leagues have him on a team right now. So basically, yeah, I kind of reached for him in the draft. Yeah, yeah, two thirds of leagues actually have him open. Is Davis Bertans? Um, and again, the add long waiver pickup, it, it, it's medium. The the waiver like line pickup. Um, waiver skimming. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you just for anybody unfamiliar, when we say waiver skimming, uh, that's just like the pickup for a game or two. Drop them then. That's what we call waiver skimming. Uh, just so that the terminology is there. Uh, it's kind of in between for Bertans right now. I I really definitely think you you should pick him up at least for this week and give him a shot because of what I referenced earlier. The he's on the Wizards. Um, he's playing in their front court um, projected some really solid stats. Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to get a lot of help from Westbrook being on the floor, stretching it out. Um, but basketball reference projects him to be a 17, 5.7, 2.2 guy. Um, really solid career shooter, 41 from three, 84 from free throws. So he's not hurting you in any of those departments at all. In fact, I, I think he's definitely helping you for the categories league. Um, but Wizards play the Bulls twice this week, so I, I think that'll really be kind of the test for Bertans if he's getting the minutes, if he's putting up the numbers, which you expect him to against a, a really poor Bulls defense. Um, and if he doesn't, then then you can drop him. Um, but I think that he should be able to put up points this week specifically, and then you can kind of figure out what you want to do with him. What I will say is, and, and Noah, you you can talk with me on this. So he he's the same position as Denny. They're both the power four. They both play stretch four, and Denny could take minutes away from Bertans. We've seen that actually. Denny started over him in the, their most recent game. Um, neither of them performed very well. But here's what I think: if the Wizards are going to make a push for the playoffs and be that seven or eight seed that we kind of think that their ceiling is. Um, I think Bertans is going to get more minutes than Denny just because he's been in the league. He's got the experience and 
they're going to want to give him the minutes because they think that he's going to be the better shot at winning. But if they start to fall off, then Denny's definitely going to get the minutes and he's going to fall off with fantasy value as well. So I, I think there's some risk reward there, but definitely hold them at least for this week. And then you, you can move on from there. Yeah. If you're looking at Berton's like stats on ESPN or something like that, He's actually not been playing that many minutes a game. No. He's been playing like 17 to 20, but that's actually because he didn't play any of the preseason. So his conditioning, they're still getting him like conditioned. And I, you know, they didn't pay him 20 million for no reason over the off season. Like, exactly. They really like this guy. So he's going to end up playing more of the minutes and end of the game. You want just a pure shooter with Russ and Beal, which is where I think he'll get the nod over like Danny or Rui. Yeah, Exactly. Um, speaking of, what do you think of, of Rui as, as long-term fantasy value add? Um, I, I think he, he's a guy that's owned in more leagues than the guys we've been talking about, but hold on, give me a second. Uh, according to ESPN, he's owned in only 46% of leagues. So, I mean, half the leagues out there don't have him. Where do you see his long-term fantasy value at? He's a guy that I haven't seen that much of, but he kind of stuffs the staff sheet for the yeah. Wizards. He kind of gets a little bit of everything. Like, his points might not be there, but he'll definitely get you some rebounds. He'll definitely get you assists, and he'll probably get you a steal or a block. So it just depends, like, what you like going for in your bench guys on a type of fantasy league, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of divided my bench up, like, I think my three bench picks were Terrence Ross, Harrison Barnes, and Goran Dragic. Um, I wanted Dragic just because, like, from how he played in the bubble and his role on that Heat team is, like, perfect for him to just come in and put up, like, good, like, 18 and 6 games, which is, like, perfectly Mm -hmm. fine out of my bench guy. And then I chose Harrison Barnes because he's just kind of, like, the steady 1,500 points every year in fantasy. Yeah. Like, I know what he's bringing. And I brought Terrence Ross, and he's just kind of, like, the X-Factor flamethrower kind of guy, like... I think through three games, he's averaging like 22 points, which is almost good enough to get you like 30 fantasy points on the night. Yeah, we take that. We take that. All right, I like that analysis. Who else do you have on your list? And then, All right, I got one more guy. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll talk about one more. Um, It's Chris Boucher from the Raptors. Yeah. <clears throat> he's only rostered by 18% of people right now. And um, the Raptors kind of have a weird situation where it's like, Pascal, Aaron Baines, Alex Lynn, and Chris Boucher are all like battling to see who can put, who can like which lineup is the best for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And Boucher last game had in 28 minutes, he had 22 points, 10 rebounds, and seven blocks. And um, you know, I think if he can just establish himself as like if him and Aaron Baines can both play like around 24 to 26 minutes, I think Boucher could be ending up being really good value for long-term, because he could end up being the starter for that Raptors team eventually. Most definitely. Um, all right, I just got to make a comment. The Cleveland City jerseys are fucking horrendous. I know that they were going for some rock and roll Hall of Fame thing, but it, they look atrocious. I mean, Yeah, they're really damn. ugly. I'm lo- I'm then they have to like sit there and be like, no, you just don't get the references. Oh, you don't get the references? Oh, you don't, you don't like rock and roll? Oh, you're so stupid. Yeah, that's what those people sound like. 
That's what those people sound like. All right, yeah, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to talk about one more guy, and then I know you had a couple more guys on your list. Do you just want to give us, like, after my guy, some rapid fire, like, who's yeah, the guy, like, a quick bullet point about why you like them. Um, all righty. Marvin Bagley is only owned in 50% of leagues, which blows my mind. Bagley, third year out in the league. Um, Kings get a little bit of flack because uh, they passed up guys like Trey Young and Luka for him with the second pick. But people forget he opted out of high school early. Like, he went into college early. So he really, this is like his, he's the age of a guy who should be a second-year guy in the league if he came out and was a one-and-done. So still super young, but basketball reference projects him to be a 21-10 and 10 guy this year with a block and a half a game. I mean, I don't know how you don't have a guy like that, especially in a categories league. Um, it, pick him up. I, even with Whiteside being added to the team, he's still been getting the starting spot. He's still been getting his stuff. And last season, he shot 80% from the free throw line. So for a big guy, that's huge in categories leagues to, to not be tanking your free throw percentage and actually helping it. Like, absolutely. So pick him up. Uh, Noah, just a <clears throat> rapid fire. Who else you got? Um, so I have Tristan Thompson. Uh, right now, I'm just watching him. He hasn't played enough minutes for me to really like want to pick him up yet, but he's almost averaged a double-double in every game. So if he starts mm-hmm. getting more minutes, then um, he could become pretty valuable. Um, I have Shake Milton from the Sixers, but he's kind of like hot or cold. I like him, yeah. but some nights he'll just come out and do nothing, and then some nights he'll have like 22 off the bench. My yeah, sleeper long-term too. guy, this is a sleeper sleeper. It's sleeper, actually... Sleeper. Um, it's actually Josh Jackson from the Detroit oh, Pistons, Suns drafty. It is now. And um, he comes off the bench for the Pistons, but he kind of just has, like, okay. free. I don't think people know that he has gotten a lot better at shooting from his time in the G League. Like, he's, like, fixed his three-point shot to where it's pretty respectful. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Like, I'm not even kidding. He could, like, make moves for six-man of the year. Like, not maybe win it, but at least be in the mentioning. It sounds like uh, you're kidding right now. Tell me. I'm not kidding. He got 14. He got kidding. 14 shots last game. Scored 19 points. Got six rebounds, two assists, three steals, with two turnovers. Those are numbers, baby. Those are numbers, baby. Those and are numbers, on the Pistons, baby. like the Pistons are still trying to just establish what players they want to be playing every night, mm-hmm. and I think Josh Jackson is gonna prove that he deserves a spot in that team. Definitely. Other than that, um, if Dylan Brooks is in your league, you should pick Dylan Brooks up, dude. He's like a he's not gonna get you rebounds or assists, but that man does not there's not a bad shot in that man's arsenal. Like when he gets the ball, he shoots it, and there's something just like kind of beautiful about the blind confidence. Most definitely. Alright. You wanna move on to wa- waiver scams? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and, and this, it, it, it's definitely very different in strategy between points leagues and categories leagues um, because there are guys who, who really don't look like they're going to be super valuable in a points league that for a categories league, if it's close in a specific category like steals, boards, assists, blocks – that picking up a single guy can can win you that entire category, uh, whereas in a points league, that guy could put up 12 points. 
for fantasy points, but if they had, you know, two blocks and, and three steals, that could do it for, for the categories league. So keep that in mind, and I'm going to kind of touch on when I say a guy, if I specifically think that they have a better fit for one of the leagues. Um, so to, just to get it started, this guy, absolutely a categories league guy, and honestly, the definition of bench chatter, I believe, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Noah, but this is a guy you know full and well, and that's TJ McConnell, the yes, ultimate sir. bench player. Yes, sir. We can we we've talked about it. We we think we're we're gonna really deep dive in, into some of these benches as the season goes on and and power rank some benches. But you want me to uh, go on a little TJ McConnell love rant right now? Yeah, you can go for it, and then then I'll I'll, I'll say what I've been thinking about him. He's kind of the perfect bat. What I love out of any bat, what a backup point guard should be. He's coming into the game. He's a floor general. Like he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to be dictating the pace. He's the type of point guard who's had to make a career on being low turnover because if he was a high turnover guy, he wouldn't have a long-standing career in the NBA. So he's not going to get your turnovers. He's not taking dumb shots, which may lead to him not having that many points because he takes forever to shoot an open three, so he'd much rather pump fake and try to drive past you. But he is getting steals. He's a dog on the defensive floor. He's getting you good assist numbers, like almost five a game, because the pace prevention is so nice when they have Sabonis yeah. and TJ McConnell in the game. And he's also getting a sneaky, decent amount of rebounds, like around three a game, which is pretty good for a low point guard. And if you just yeah, need, like, uh, if you need, like, certain stats for a night, like you need to save your field goal percentage, your free throw percentage, you want assists, and you maybe want some steals, like, he's not an awful pick to look at on the night. No, absolutely. And, and you kind of touched on, on what I have written down, but through three games so far, he's gotten four points a game, three and a half boards, seven assists, 1.6 steals, and his field goal percentages and free throw percentages are very solid. I mean, he's not taking a ton, so in a categories league, you know, where he's taken maybe four shots a game, is that really moving the needle? I don't know, but he's not hurting it. He's definitely not hurting it. So uh, this week, the Pacers start the week with a really competitive game. They got the Celtics on Tuesday. Um, no, you, you're going to know a little bit more about this. How often do the Pacers let the starters go 35-plus minutes to the point where McConnell's value really might be hampered for a single night versus when McConnell might get 25 minutes a night against, it, you know. It kind of depends because sometimes our starters will come out against other starting lineups and they'll either yeah. be flowing or they'll be very stagnant. And if they're, like, mm -hmm. not scoring as much as we want them, uh, we're, like, not afraid to let our bench run from, like, the five-minute mark in the first to, like, the, like, six-minute yeah. mark in the second if they're doing well. Because that's where we win a lot of games is just, like, beating up Seriously. on other teams' bench because our bench is really good. So, like, he can get yeah. minutes. And then he also has the coach's trust. So, like, if we need him in, like, we're not afraid to have him in in crucial situations. Definitely, definitely. Well, so so with that said, they got the Cavs on Thursday and the Knicks on Saturday. I mean, those should be dubs. Those should be dubs. The Cavs are actually two and zero right now. But the Pacers always have be... trouble with Andre Drummond too. They always have yeah. trouble with Andre. I Drummond. mean, Andre Drummond is is a beast. 
Like that man, that man can win you rebounds in categories leagues. I swear to God, they play four times a week. He could easily rack up 50, 50 boards a week. I mean, he's nutty. Um, Alrighty, I I like McConnell. Who 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 do you have on the waivers? Um, so I kind of have a couple guys. Uh, one of the guys I have is Nick Batum. I actually picked him up today in my categories league because I needed to win rebounds. And um, he's kind of okay. It depends on the Clippers. Did not work out. I lost this week by like one category, and I think it was rebounds. But uh, <laughs> depending on the matchup, you know, if he if the Clippers yeah. have a good matchup. He's just going to be out there knocking down open threes, getting rebounds, and playing good defense. He's also an underrated playmaker on that Clippers team because they don't really have that good of playmakers, so they rely on everyone to playmake a little, so he can get you some assists. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, he's like a good, like, oh, I need someone that plays tonight and I need them to not, like, hurt me, hurt me. He's a pretty good option. Definitely. Definitely. Um. Alright. So I had I had Basley on my list. So we'll, we'll move on from him. I've got Denny on the list. I I know I I hyped up Bertans, but like I said, the Wizards have a back to back with the Bulls, and especially being back to back, I I have to assume on the second game he's gonna get minutes, and I think he should he should have some easy buckets. I expect him to put up twenty. Yeah. We'll 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 go twenty, twenty twenty and five in that second game. Um, hopefully he can rack up some assists. The Bulls are pretty sloppy with the ball. He can get some steals. I really, if not only for the Wednesday game, I think we go Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe it's Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, whatever it is, that second game, definitely have him on your roster if there's room for him because I think he's he's going to help you out. Categories or points. He, he'll, he'll fill the shot seat, stat sheet a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Denny might end yeah. up being, like, the best person out of that draft class. Dude, there's a big chance. And w- without talking about it too much, I mean, I, I think he he has a, a pretty solid floor. Like, I don't see him being a guy that's out of the league in three years. Like, I think his skill set is there to make it in this league for a long time. He's long... He can do the things that we expect from like a stretch four in the modern NBA and his playmaking. I mean, that's really going to be the bread and butter. If, if he can set up guys the way he's been doing in Israel, um, I, I think he's going to be a force to reckon with for a long time in this league. My next sleeper pick, little Kyle Anderson, a little slow-mo. He's on the Grizzlies. <laughs> uh, he's actually played the second most minutes on the Grizzlies this year only for, up yeah. behind uh, John Morant. And with Jaron Jackson being out, he has like a significant role increase. Uh, he's got double-digit rebounds both games. He's got 14 rebounds and 10 rebounds. He gets the shots, like he gets the field goals attempts, which is more important to me than his actual like scoring numbers. Because yeah. as long as a guy's getting the shot, I think he's worth to take a chance on. And then he's not really hurting exactly. you that bad. He's not turning the ball over. He'll maybe get you with some steals and some blocks. I think he's a pretty pretty decent option if the Grizzlies have a good matchup and you just need a single guy to play that night. Definitely. Definitely. Um, all right, I'm going to go through three guys that I, I think are fit a similar vein in my mind. Um, two of these guys are definitely better than the other, but with that said, uh, the, these guys are Zubak. 
Ivisha Zubak for the Clippers. Um, did I butcher his first name? I think I nailed it actually. Yeah, I no. think you got it. I think I, I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. He's owned in half the leagues. He's gonna be a guy that I I think I, I'm gonna say his name. 30 times this year on the, the waiver pickups. Um, if he's there, he's going to get you boards. He actually gets a decent amount of points, but categories league, if you need to, to win boards, he's going to be there. Uh, next guy on my list, who actually balled the fuck out tonight, was Marcus Gasol. Um, he's going to pick up boards for you in categories leagues. He's not going to play starting minutes, just especially at this point in his career, too big, to, too slow to be playing. 30 minutes, but he's going to get the boards. Tonight, he racked up the assists. He actually had seven boards, eight assists, and four blocks. I mean, that's just it's a monster day out of the man. Um, I don't know if you need him long-term, though, because there's definitely going to be games where he plays 10, 12 minutes and, and doesn't do anything. But if you like the matchup, um, pick up Marcus Gasol. He'll, he'll help you with rebounds. And the last one's Inez Cantor. I mean, he doesn't really do anything besides rebound, but he will rebound. He'll put up eight points a game for you, but if you need the rebound win in a categories league real bad, uh, pick him up. He'll get that done, and that's that's almost a guarantee. Yeah, he takes good shots, too. Like, yeah. he takes high percentage, like, hook shots. And some mm-hmm. nights he'll hit, like, seven of those and get an easy double-double. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and all three of these guys are, are pretty high on field goal percentage. I mean, they're, they're not going to hurt you there. All right, I have one more guy. We don't have to spend much time on him, but it's a uh, George Hill. As mm-hmm. you can tell, I'm kind of like I'm kind of liking the Slender team for fantasy just because like <laughs> random like. There's a lot of unknowns. Yeah, George Hill. You know they won't. I think right now at the beginning of the season is fine because the Thunder are still trying to figure out like how good they are really. Yeah. So he's gonna start next to Shea. He went eight for nine in the last game, four for four from three pointer land. Dropped 21 points and four rebounds. He played 26 minutes. I think that could be fine. That could win you a league one night. Yeah. But um, as the year goes on, I think they'll try to develop their younger guys, so he probably will play a lot less. Definitely. Definitely. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I will say the Thunder are, are just kind of a goldmine for fantasy in that we don't know what's going to happen. So a lot of the guys we're talking about on this team are on the bench. I mean, other than Al Horford and Shea, I don't know how much recognition any of these guys have. So the, probably a lot of these guys are, are sitting on the waivers in your league. Take a gamble on them. Uh, hold them for a week or two. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if their value is only going to go up, which we expect it to. All right, guys, that's going to do it for part one of the Bench Shatter Sunday Fantasy Basketball Preview. Um, I think in the future, me and Colin will try to hold these to only one part just so it's easier for the listeners. But, you know, we just had some really good conversation and we ended up going over the time a little bit. But, yeah, in the future, we'll try and keep them to one part for you guys. And let's get into part two.